episode 81 of This Developing Story. All right, what's up, y'all? So if you haven't figured out the cadence yet, I am trying to do every other week is a podcast week, uh, but the past three weeks, I just got lucky and had three guests, and uh, this week is is no different. This is a third week in a row, and I have a guest, and it's Danny Ramos, <laughs> and Danny is someone I didn't know existed uh, until I did the first episode two weeks ago, uh, where he reached out to me on Twitter, uh, just telling me how good of a job the interview was with Will Johnson, and uh, so I invited him on because I saw he had just made his transition into tech from a boot camp after being in a boot camp all year long. So we'll get into that in a sec. I just want to really quickly just kind of update folks on stuff that's happening. Uh, that's also what the introduction section is supposed to be about. So a couple things, actually. I have contracted myself into doing a couple different courses. So I'm going to be doing a course on a blockchain technology. Um, this is going to be quite different and kind of outside the box of where I've been operating thus far. But uh, I'm always really interested in learning new things. And one thing to learn new th- and one way to learn new things is by <laughs> doing new things and talk, talking about it. So I'm uh, looking forward to talking about that as well as I have actually got a GitHub Actions course coming up pretty soon. So be on the lookout for that. It should be out before the end of the month. Uh, looking forward to just looking forward to creating more content. Uh, I've been on a, quite a tear <laughs> in the last uh, year. And uh, I think what it's really come down to, I just learned how to scale myself and take the time that I do have available into creating this content, creating creating systems to create the next content. So um, I hope you all have enjoying. If you are enjoying it, uh, why don't you go over to the Discord? Let me know. Uh, that's going to be opensauce.pizza. Uh, there's going to be a Discord link. I also want to celebrate our first sponsor on opensauce.pizza. So if you go to github.com slash opensauce slash sponsors, you'll see we do have a sponsor and that will help us continue to create content, continue to grow a platform to encourage open source contributions. Uh, With that being said, I do have a designer working on a new refresh look at open source. I think it's overdue. The first version was mostly me. And um, I think it's time to sort of upgrade a bit of the uh, UI and UX. So I really do hope that you enjoy this story of Danny Ramos. Uh, Danny actually got a start in comedy and then eventually made his way over in tech um, earlier this year. And I let him tell the rest of the story. What's up, everyone? My name is Danny Ramos. Uh, catch me at Muy Danny on Twitch or any other social media. Yeah, so I am a developer relations engineer at New Relic, otherwise known as a Relicin, and it is a team of ten engineers, DevRel, that are streaming on Twitch, creating content on Relicins.com, writing blogs, doing all that DevRel thing. And uh, for me, as my background, I about a year ago, maybe this time I had just finished my first month in code school. So I'm very new into the tech space, it's tech world. I didn't really have it like a computer like background or anything. I just kind of got into tech because I was over my eight years and retail uh, loading up a truck. Was it any, anywhere notable like PacSun or <laughs> I was at, <laughs> I was at Costco for eight years. Oh, that type of retail. That's, yeah. That's it some was hard labor warehouse <laughs> retail. Yeah. yeah. Where they're just like, load this truck, hurry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, which is cool because there was like, it's a closed membership situation. So it's kind of like a country club, but for, you know, toilet paper and uh large ketchup. <laughs> 
Yeah, man. But it, it, that gives like people power where they're just like they're paying to shop there. So for the first couple years while I was at, uh, so I went to CU Denver um, for film and theater production. And while I was there, I was working as a janitor and just like working early in the morning and then going to school. And they were just like, hey, my kid puked in this aisle. Can I'm sorry. And just walk away. And I'll be like, what? You at least have to stand next to me and just endure this pain alongside with me. That's amazing. But I mean, that customer service, though, I mean, the entitlement, actually, is the thing I want to point out is you're prepared for tech then, um, because that same sort of entitlement that I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, they're like, do you know how much we pay for this? You're right. I mean, you're like, I'm a React developer. Do you know who you're talking to? <laughs> I've got a thousand Twitter followers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the best when you see the folks have like a thousand Twitter followers, like at United Air or Delta. I was like, yeah, that's not a good look. Like, probably just yeah. use the customer support email. Yeah, the, the, the 800 number on the bottom of the webpage. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah, fine. eight I, years, too, as well. That's um, that's quite some time. That's like a doctorate. I, I am a doctor at Costco. <laughs> <laughs> they, people were, so the thing is, is like, there's this, after five years, you start getting bonuses. So I'll, every twice a year, I was getting like a $2,000 bonus. And so you're making really good money for someone who is working in just retail or hourly. And so it's called like the Costco curse. After five years, you, people do not leave. Like the reten- like people, 95% of employees just stay forever. Uh, like my mom works at Costco. She's worked there for like 25 years. And I just picked up the job because I needed a job during college. And while I was there, I got interested in comedy and doing theater, acting and all that. And that doesn't really pay. So I was like, all right, I can stay at Costco and do what I love. And my life's pretty cool. Like I don't have savings, but I'm enjoying my life. So this you get is a cool. bonus every year. Which yeah, is, uh, yeah. And that bonus is going straight to cool stuff. <laughs> what was the best thing you bought with the, the bonus? Oh man, I think I, when I was younger, I put it towards like a Subaru Impreza WRX. Um, and do you still have that? It? No, I saw it. was such a pain to take care of. I did not, I did not know anything about cars. So it was just like breaking down. I'm like, I can't deal with this. Yeah. Um, do you drive a Prius now? <laughs> I know. Cause you're in the now. Bay area. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had a pretty, uh, terrible Jeep that I don't think was going to make from Denver to uh, the Bay. So I just gave it to my little brother. I actually, I heard your, your conversation with Chloe and, um, and Brandon on the 8-Bits, pod, uh, 8-Bits podcast, uh, mm-hmm. which I had no idea you like, were going to be on that. I just happened to just subscribe because I was on it. Um, nice. So I did get, get to catch up with a bit of your story too as well. Um, nice. So your interest in comedy, did that come from... You saw a certain, like, what was the interest? Was it like a movie you saw or was it, mm. you just thought, hey, I saw this Netflix special. I could probably do a Netflix special. <laughs> this was before the Netflix specials. I was watching Comedy Central Presents <laughs> as a kid. Nice. Uh, yeah. I, um, I always, I always wanted to be a comedian. Like I obviously, like I still do, but uh, the, it really became because I was moving a lot when, as a kid for a while it's just like my mom and I and then my, my she met my stepdad who I raised me so I call he's my dad I was always like the quickest way I can make friends was just like making the classroom laugh and then they're like oh okay Danny's cool I'm like sweet and then I 
in college, I started making films and getting into theater because I was like, okay, this is way I can do comedy and learn about it. And at that point I was at like a house party and met a group of guys that called themselves the black actors guild and they're a young theater production education company in Denver. And we really hit it off and they were telling me they do improv shows weekly and stuff. And I was like, what they're doing this like on a professional level. This is so cool. I need to join them. And I go to one of their shows. Yeah, this is the website right here. And I go to one of their shows and it's just them and like one of the dude's moms in the audience. <laughs> and I was like, what? But uh, yeah, so these are, these are the homies. I, I like grew up with them, met them when I was 19. Uh, this is an art series that one of the members, Christina did a photo series and uh, this is the whole group here. And uh, yeah, those, those, those are one of my closest friends. I, we did comedy together, theater, acting, all kinds of art projects. And uh, Hype Man was a play that um, they did virtually while I was in school, actually. And so we did comedy and everything together for about like, mostly improv for about 10 years. And then oh, wow. in the last two and a half years, maybe three years, I pivoted over to uh, stand-up comedy. Oh, nice. How was, the, how was that transition? And uh, were you ma mainly also in Denver doing that? Yeah, this was all in Denver. And so in improv in Denver, I would say we plateaued like pretty hard with improv. We were like the only group of color or diversity <laughs> doing improv in Denver. So we were just like super hot really quick. And yeah. then there was just like really no competitive level in Denver, maybe. Was so, there a, did you do anything like YouTube or even, I don't know, 10 years ago, like TikTok, was that a thing? Not TikTok, Vine. <laughs> Vine, yeah, we were, I think we, we had like 8,000, almost 10,000 followers on okay. Vine. But this was, I remember when Instagram came out we were all like showing each other on our phones. Like, do you know, do you have Instagram? Do you have Instagram? And I remember a couple of my friends were like, it won't download on my phone. My phone's too old. <laughs> but uh, no, we weren't, we have a couple things on YouTube that are probably just dated and bad now. But uh, yeah, we mostly did live stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause I feel like there's like, so if it was Instagram, it would have been pre-Vine, but uh, I feel like there was some sort of, there's always a wave. Uh, and I, I saw the same thing with YouTube too as well. There's like a wave of folks who just get on and then go do a Disney Channel show or something like that. And like mm. some people sort of break out of it. Like for me, I, I think I, I might be a couple years older than you, quite a few years older than you, but like MySpace <laughs> was a thing. Uh, like to the point, like my brother had a band and he did on MySpace and he leveraged MySpace to win a opening, become the opening act for Bon Jovi uh, for a local oh, wow. show. But like it was, it was a radio promotion, but not every band was on MySpace back in like 2004 or five. Mm -hmm. um, so because they were the ba only band that was on MySpace that was pushing for this competition, they just leveraged like the entire network of, of their MySpace to win this That's like- cool. Like I'm, I'm from Tampa, Florida, so like when this competition to open for Bon Jovi in Tampa, Florida, and like that sort of like propelled themselves. And I feel like the same yeah. thing with like the Jake Paul and the King Batch and stuff like that. They all just sort of rode the wave, and now they're doing Netflix shows and and podcasts. Yeah, I know. Yeah, MySpace, MySpace was a good era for music for sure. Like that's how like that's how the cool kids met. 
and uh, this hip hop group, and they just like met on MySpace and then linked up. Um, but yeah, we were always just kind of thought we were like super happy with our live productions. Like everything was going well. Like we were doing two shows a week and we were running our own little theater. So we were making five bucks a head on people and we would have a sold out show every show. So we, like for us, that was tons of money. Yeah. And we would just go to the dollar store and get bag popcorn and just serve that to them. <laughs> Excellent. So y'all, y'all ad- advance out of the, just the, the, the person's mom in the crowd. Um, yeah, yeah, now, we, we, we did well. Yeah, that, that's awesome. And it seems like they're still going, going strong, or at least they just have a website hosted on Squarespace. <laughs> yeah, they have, yeah, they're, they, uh, they're doing well. They're like, we're now that we're getting older, it's just, we're kind of like splitting up a little bit and, uh, but everyone, you know, everyone's yeah. From from where we were, from like having lights and paint cans and like stapling them to the roof, which was very like ton fire hazard, like crazy. Uh, yeah, everyone's everyone's killing it right now. Yeah, that's that's awesome. So like, yeah. you did this the stand up. How was your stand up career in um, local Denver? It was good. I so because of my improv background, I think I was able to just like jump on stage and do pretty well right off the bat every comic who says that they're good that doesn't have like 15 years experience is probably bad but the it was fun like the community there is really strong there's like five clubs that you could get time on and there's a lot of open mics and because breweries are a thing in denver there's a tons of shows everywhere so a lot of opportunity to get practice in and i got comedy works new faces like semi-finalist my first year and that that's kind of like my claim to fame. <laughs> yeah, well, I've actually not heard of that comedy works new faces. Oh, you've never heard of Co- comedy works is like one of the best comedy clubs in the world. Okay. Yeah. No, I've, um, it, are they based in New York or LA? The, so comedy works is like the comedy store, comedy seller gotcha. of Colorado. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, I, I want to, I have a, a correlation. I, we haven't got to like how you got the tech, but there was a correlation to like, now you're live streaming uh, for the Relicans and like you do have a back. I, I'm really curious about your background in comedy because I'm curious if that's translated into what you're doing today. Um, not, mm. I don't think that you, maybe you're telling jokes all day on, on Twitch, but like that experience <laughs> of you, you mentioned like people who are good at comedy or being able to jump on stage, having mm-hmm. this sort of like, like you probably heard the worst from standing on stage that it's okay if you get like a, a horrible comment <laughs> and yeah. on, on Twitter or on Twitch. But, um, before we jump into that, I do want to ask, how did you end up making it to the Turing School? Like, what was the sort of catalyst for, I'm going to sign up for this? Mm. Yeah, so I got to a point where I just wasn't happy with my career. And I I was like, hell, had a manager level. Like, I, I was just going to, I just told myself I was just going to do the manager thing at Costco and just make... 70k a year and i was like that sounds good to me whatever and uh and just do that for the rest of my life but then i i just got really just down on myself because i was like i I don't want to be here anymore like i'm just not enjoying it and i remember walking into my boss's office and just be like hey i am gonna step down i want to like take my cut my hours in half so i've just worked 25 hours a week and just to really focus on like what I wanted to do next. And 
at that point I was just doing a lot of comedy. Um, and that was great. I loved that, but it wasn't really sustainable. Um, and so I started looking at different options. And while I was doing that, I had met my current girlfriend and she actually went to Turing. I think she might've been like the fifth class at a Turing. Um, so she was telling me about like software and what she does during the day and like the kind of work she does. And at, during that moment, she was introducing me to her friends who also went to Turing and they all seemed happy <laughs> enjoying the, yeah, like they have, you know, nice cars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Nice. Car. You know, they got cool places. They enjoy their work. Um, and so I just was like, you know what, I'm going to try to apply. And if I apply, uh, and do this like two day trial thing and I enjoy it, then I don't see why not because I, I was kind of missing school. I was just like missing being in a classroom and they have a, like a whole interview process and I got in. So I, I just got in. I was like, okay. And I talked to my parents and my parents were, a, you know, totally down and they were able to, uh, I was very fortunate and privileged that they were able to help me out, uh, with paying for deterring. Cause it's like 20 grand. Um, so it's a lot of money and I, I, yeah, that's a have... lot of Costco bonuses. <laughs> yeah. No, it's about I, 10 years of Costco bonuses. My credit was not good. So, <laughs> uh, the loan would have been really, really high. Um, so yeah, so I just jumped in. I didn't have really any experience. I just knew that if I really try hard, I feel like for me, I, I can excel at something if I try at least. And two days before we were supposed to start in person, the like pandemic happened. So it, it became fully remote. Oh, wow. So you, you just learned last year. <laughs> yeah. I'm, oh. I'm still learning how to go. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. I mean, it, it's a, it was yeah. a, I guess, great time to sort of really have that focus because everything shut down. You're now learning this thing, uh, which is yeah. coding. So did it, go, did it go remote then for Turing? Yeah. So now Turing is going fully remote and I think they're doing outreach to multiple cities like Detroit, Tucson, uh, Miami, and one in Texas. So they're doing some outreach there to get more and more students. Um, so if you're interested, check it out. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah I mean, as I mentioned, like I'm familiar with Turing. Uh, I went to a online boot camp, uh, which I just mm -hmm. found out is now longer, no longer around. Um, it got purchased by Thinkful and then Thinkful, but got purchased by another company. Um, mm. And yeah, it was called Block. And uh, it's interesting to see the, because Block was 100% remote. It wasn't classroom setting, it was 101 mentor. So that's what mm. attracted me to that. Uh, it attracted me because that was my learning style. I could go learn, Google a bunch of stuff and get stuck. And then I could have a phone call with this person twice a week and be like, hey, I'm stuck here. How would you fix this? And they'd be like, this is how I'd fix it. And that's how I learned everything I know today is just by having someone to talk to, um, which is huge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the mentorship, uh, Turing has a big mentorship program and super thankful that my girlfriend uh, was an engineer because just like having someone there to really connect with and be on the same level and ask questions and kind of <laughs> even commiserate alongside, it, it's just, it was super, super helpful. Yeah, I mean, that's nice too as well that your, your girlfriend also was already an insider that could also point you to the right thing. Um, oh, yeah. Because I think yeah. that's also another thing that's sort of like a not, it kind of 
it's a, a, a ceil- glass ceiling or, or hindrance for folks to get in is that they, they overthink it uh, to the point with like, should I learn JavaScript? Should I learn Python? Should I learn mm-hmm. <laughs> some random language that I heard about on Reddit um, or block- mm-hmm. blockchain? Like those are the wrong questions. It's the, the one thing is like, just look at the city that you're in and see if there are jobs there and see what's on those jobs, like those posting and they'll learn that. Yeah, you're, you could go to like a Turing and learn like the latest and greatest about whatever they teach today. Uh, but if there's no jobs from that experience, then you're like, what's the point? Now I got to either move <laughs> cities or, you know, do something else or, you know, go back to Costco, which I'm glad you were able to sort of make it your way to New Relic, which I'm curious, what was the sort of introduction there to now you're working for a, a startup? Oh, actually, man, not a startup. They're, they're a public company, actually, not even a startup. Oh yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah. New Relic, uh, they're they're doing their thing. Um, I so I honestly, honestly, I didn't even know about New Relic. <laughs> um, but I also, to be fair, I didn't know about many companies. Uh, yeah, I mean, you just school. you just literally <laughs> learned. Actually, what did you learn? Did you learn JavaScript, Ruby, or something? I learned. Uh, so my program, uh, they have it through front end and back end, and I learned uh, back end Ruby and then uh, Rails. Okay. And uh, yeah, now I'm trying to learn JavaScript now, uh, teaching myself uh, on stream. And yeah, because the whole time, I think there's during code school, or at least during Turing, you're always like curious what the other group is learning. Like, what is the front end group learning? And every time I was learning about SQL databases or just being really frustrated about with Rails or something, I was like, man front end gets to like make the website look so cool. And I'm over yeah. here just making databases. But then that once we did a mod together, I was like, okay, front end is just as hard. Um, but I, it's really actually crazy. I feel super lucky. I was interested in DevRel throughout my career in school. And I had been telling my instructors, I was like, Hey, you know, I have like this background in public speaking and I'm really into building community. Like I was the community guy at my school, just like making all these zoom happy hours and getting, trying to make people happy during this pandemic. And, uh, a lot of my instructors were like, well, you know, DevRel is usually for people who've been in the industry for a long time. And that's just because that's kind of the examples they had seen. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. And so while I was searching for work right after I graduated, my girlfriend, again, uh, she actually met my boss, Jonan, Jonan Scheffler at a conference like five years ago. So she was following him on Twitter and Jonan had put a tweet out saying, hey, I'm building a DevRel team. Please let me know if you have anyone in your network that is interested in DevRel or that you think would be a great fit. And so she just took that tweet, sent it to me and she said, Hey, you should email Jonan and just ask him about DevRel and see, you know, what you can learn or what you, what kind of goals you could hit to be part of something like this in the future. And I was like, Oh yeah, totally. Whatever. And yeah, so I email him. <laughs> honestly, just real quick. That's a great way to get yourself your foot in the door. Just mm-hmm. peaking interest, showing that you care is a great way to say like don't buy people coffee like you buy people coffee but like ask them questions and ask them Mm -hmm. for their insight because then that's going to pique them like wow this person really cares it's like Mm -hmm. i can do this something to mentor them uh but yeah please continue (laughs) no i i completely agree i mean that that's how i got most of my 
most the most success with networking is if I just did a little bit of research about the person and say like, oh, I see you're working on this like hardware workout app that sends our hardware. Like, how does that even work? Can you meet with me sometimes? And people are like, oh yeah, totally. Like. I, <laughs> I can put this on my calendar and I'll just chill for like 30 minutes and talk to you. You're like, <laughs> so it, that definitely agree with that. But I, so I emailed Jonan and I, I don't even know. I think I spelled his email wrong the first time. So I didn't even send. Yeah. And then I sent it again and he was like, yeah, cool. Totally. I'll send you a calendar invite. I'm like, okay, cool. And, um, it was pretty relaxed. Like it was just a pretty relaxed conversation and we really hit it off. We just started talking about all kinds of stuff and like what our goals are and things like that. And it was just like a, a really good conversation. He's like, you know what? I'm actually building this DevRel team and I want to interview you for it. Are you down? I'm like, what? Yeah, of course. Like, let me go change my shirt and let's do this. And so he interviewed me that day and then after three or four more interviews, I was hired. That is amazing. That, yeah, it was like a month after I graduated. <laughs> Wait, and um, oh, so a month after you graduated, you had a job in DevRel after folks had recommended that you needed way more experience to do that? Yeah, because they were just like, oh, you know, DevRel are usually the, the experts, the yeah. experts in something. And that's, I think that is true, but it's also, I what Jonan's trying to create here or, from my standpoint, it's like people can also learn alongside you. And yeah. that I, for me, I want that to make that a more approachable where people are like, oh, you're Danny's learning JavaScript and I'm trying to learn JavaScript. Let's learn JavaScript together on stream. Yeah. And we can run into the same questions or help each other out. Yeah, that's and that's huge too. It's something that so I've, I I did a whole YouTube video on uh, Krishan, uh, which mm -hmm. I have no idea what Krishan's last name is, but he'll forever be Krishan. Um, but also, Aisha, welcome, welcome. Thanks for joining us in the chat. Also, Relican as well. Uh, Creature Next is also eyeing the the Relican team and seeing the sort of growth that's been happening over there. Um, <laughs> I, I've actually been sitting. I work my day job's GitHub. Okay, so mm -hmm. we've actually I've actually opened up the Relican's DevRel page and been like, okay, I can see what's happening here. I know what they're doing, and I think it's genius because yes. Historically, DevRel has been you have to have you know ten years of experience so that we can walk in and you know do some fancy code or uh, mm. tutorial, or whatever, or even live code or whatever. Uh, and that's wows and shocks and awes, folks. But there's going to be a, a point where we get saturated to the point where you know people know what New Relic. I know New Relic is. I know when to use it. I know when to add it to my app. But like, if you're looking for another audience to start using New Relic, or even Forget New Relic, using Ruby, using JavaScript, like growing mm -hmm. community. You got to start bringing in folks who are early, early stage developers. That's what we've been calling them internally at GitHub, early mm -hmm. stage developers. Because if you're an expert, if maybe you're not an expert of how to do like Kubernetes deployments and orchestration, but if you're an expert on how to learn something new, yeah. um, then now you sort, you can sort of lead the charge of that cohort of users employees, engineers. Um, mm -hmm. And it's going to be huge, I think, in like two to three years. Um, and I, I think a lot of people who are stacking deep on the most expensive DevRel out there, are they'll be fine. Um, <laughs> but what's going to happen is they're going to have, you're going to have a whole like 
pretty deep team of New Relic people who can talk on stage, can do YouTube videos, who can stream, can host podcasts. And then when New Relic is like, hey, we want to expand in this territory because we want to ship this new thing. Now you have like an army of folks who have these giant networks of thousands mm-hmm. of people watching them live or liking and subscribing that you're just like, let's just activate our DevRel team. Yeah, yeah, it's been really, really educational for me because I've never ran a meetup. I've never done any of this really. And like just reaching out, I, I like you said, it's, it's really nice t- to reach out to someone in the community and just throw out a sentence like, hey, you know, I'm interested in your work. Can you speak at this meetup? And people are yeah. like, yeah, totally cool. I'm like, oh, wow, that was easy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. You just got to come in and impress them or <laughs> compliment them. But yeah. I mean, my question though is, is is how is, is that any different though to your dollar popcorn in comedy club and improv? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's where I feel get the confidence from to do something like that because that is all comedy where so i'm gonna stop right there because this conversation does continue on youtube.com uh you'll find that danny ramos has a episode with me talking about sort of breaking into developer relations and sort of the second half of the story so i've been breaking up these conversations on the podcast as well as on youtube and it's been really i mean if you really want to know it's been more of a growth strategy and trying to get people to listen to me on all platforms so uh, I hope you enjoyed over there. Uh, if you have not already done that, go ahead and like and subscribe on YouTube. And reminder, Danny actually reached out to me directly to share his story. So if you have a story, if you just got into tech, or if you've been in tech for the past 10 years and you have some insight you could share that would better the rest of us who are listening, uh, I do encourage you, please reach out. I'd love to hear your story. I'd love to have you on the podcast, share your expertise. Um, also, reminder, uh, I do have a newsletter, subscribe to BW Live. So there you'll get updates on the courses that i'll be creating um i've actually not created a full-on course since about 2017 so that actually did pretty well in free code camp and uh looking forward to sort of expanding into other avenues um and also i mean it's going to be a paid course as well so making revenue from this as well which is uh, something i haven't really done (laughs) my entire career other than my full-time engineering roles so until the next one Appreciate you and stay saucing.